To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Welcome. Well, come in. Let's put on the show. Your cadaverous pallor. Aloha. Betrays an aura of foreboding. Hang on to them hats and glasses. And now, ladies and gentlemen, remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Hello, everyone, and welcome to season three of Remain Seated, Please. We did it. What did we do? We made it to season three. Yay! As always, I'm Robert. I'm David. I'm Inthia. I'm Susie. And uh, what are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about (laughs) the history of festivals at California Adventure. That's Disney California Adventure. Thank you. And uh, we're going to parlay that into the current festival going on right now, the Food and Wine Festival. Yeah, so um, Inthia is going to uh, take us down a little journey through the festivals of California Adventure. Right, Inthia? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, California Adventure opened in 2001, and five years later, in 2006, uh, the Food and Wine Festival started. Um, it very much emulated the uh, Food and Wine Festival of Epcot, but to a severely smaller scale. <laughs> um, Do so, any of you remember that festival? The first one? Yeah. I remember, what's funny is you say severely small, and I was totally unfamiliar with the Epcot one. Mm-hmm. I remember it being everywhere and in the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember well, it. So it's an annual festival celebrating cuisine, wine, and beer in California, um, of California. Um, so, yeah, it's Californian cuisine, um, and it's a spring festival. So in 2006, when it opened, um, it's had two service stations with 12 different items to get um, and offering of pairings of wine or beer um, and the Golden um, Vine Winery um, hosted some culinary demos um, as well as some seminars and had some guest sommeliers. Is that how you say it? I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and an event thing. So for that first year, where in the park were things located? So that's where I was getting to, my friend. Um, so they had the festival market, um, which we have now. However, it was the Bountiful, Bountiful Valley Farmers Market mm. and Lucky Fortune um, Cookery were used as the two places where you could go get food. But it was so you went to like Lucky Fortune, and you're just so always used to having Chinese food, but you could go get artichoke with aioli and all this stuff there. So, um, the farmer's market, I believe, had the least amount of food there, and most of it was at Lucky Fortune. So, only in those two, and the Bountiful Farms was basically where Ghirardelli is now, right? Well, um, wasn't well, that's, it? That's, that was the tortilla factory. No, um... Oh, right, but, like, to the... Kind of where Cars l- Land, yeah. I guess, is, because right. that's, I, like, it's so weird when you see something so vividly in your head. Wasn't Bountiful Valley Farmer's Market, which for some reason I keep looking at it, it was where the entrance to Bugs Land is now. 
Yeah, they it's had all, a cow. Yeah, from there to Cars Land, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was made to yeah. look like the farmer's market at uh, Fairfax yeah. the Third. Yes, it was. So they also had premium events with celebrity chefs, a lunch and learn, and a Napa Rose cooking school. Hmm. Um. So this only lasted from 2006 to 2010. Then in 2011, um, they started uh, construction, major construction. Um, at the park so it was shut down for five years and it returned um, in in 2016 and by the time it got to through the five years that it had been running it um, it really or the four years it really blossomed and grew um, there was a, a miniature beer garden and everything everything seemed to be more pushed towards the front of the park so when you were walking into the park and you walked through the postcards and everything, um, you would encounter the beer gardens. You would encounter like a, an olive oil tasting station um, and things were relatively inexpensive, if not almost free. But um, did they ever have a giant vat of cranberries? No, oh, the, <laughs> the bog, no. I wish they had the bog here, but they did have the bog several years. Remember that at, at Disney World, at Epcot? World. No. When you walked in, when you walked into Epcot, uh, there would be a cranberry bog. <laughs> <laughs> if it was there, I probably didn't notice. I mean, you would though, because there were people with like those water. Um, what are they? Mm. The water overalls, whatever, uh-huh. and they're just standing. They walk through it. Like, mm. like a thigh deep in cranberries. They're like Lucy with the grapes. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because this is, sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't know. I don't remember. This. I think they only had it for a few years. Oh, okay. so it wasn't every single year. Um, so, um, honestly, there isn't a lot of documentation that happened um, of the earlier years of mm-hmm. the food festival. Um, the Disney Food Blog. Um, they started towards the end of the first run of yeah. it. So 2010 is the earliest. Yeah. Um, I did find documentation on. Um, mice chat I think it was from 2006 but they had little to no photos um, they did have a rundown of the food that they had um, but they had really no information on it Wow. Um, I do remember walking through it I never did it um, the first time around did either um, of you we finally did it in 2010 when we were so opposed to it and we fell in love with it and then, <laughs> and then they stopped <laughs> Yeah, and I think everyone might have thought that it was just not as popular or maybe just not enough people were going to it. Well, didn't they not do it the next year? And then we were bummed because yeah. we had such a good time. Well, and it, it was it a couple a, years. A five-year hiatus. Yeah, yeah. five-year yeah. hiatus. Yeah, yeah. We were just reminiscing about it when we did, I guess, this year's and how, I mean, how different it is. Like, now everything costs so much. And, like, we remember they had, there was a thing where you could taste uh, like wine, like you could sit through like a whole wine tasting class, yeah. and it was a dollar, a dollar, yeah. and that's because they had to legally charge you, mm-hmm. I guess, to serve you or whatever. And the end, now none of that, and is... all of that was in stage twelve, mm-hmm. and it still was all dressed up like opening day <laughs> at two thousand one. It was so great. Yeah, they were using uh, really weird spaces that they don't use now, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was much more of a like a town festival feel. Yeah. Uh, way less corporate feeling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it yeah. was something very, very different than it is now. 
Do you remember um, when the Mission Tortilla Factory was there, there would regularly be a chef back there making dishes, Mexican dishes? Oh, that's right. Remember they had a big mirror above him so you mm-hmm. could see down below what he's doing. Uh, so this festival has been like super popular. So it came back in 2016 and then in 2017, uh, Festival of the Holidays debuted. And that was a huge hit. So uh, now they had two festivals going, and that one also focused on Southern California cuisine, but it was then um, holiday cuisines from different cultures um, uh, in in California. Um, and that also uh, start, led to the Lunar New Year, and that was a very tiny, tiny festival. Um, and now both of these festivals have exploded to be um, just as involved and as large as the food and wine festival um and then it's also led to smaller events such as like the um smaller events like the uh summer of heroes and pixar fest where they'll have specialty foods but those um do not expand to take up the main thoroughfare which is now the setup for um the food and wine festival so now this year um where the first festival started with two locations essentially two i'll call them kiosks but they weren't there were two food locations now there are 15 kiosks that line from the end of buena vista street all the way to the end of the other the other end of the park um and that's just it's just food after food after food and that's not including the tinier setups in between like they started bringing in um uh specialty macarons that could be sold in the park um hot sauces um little olive oils that you can buy from like essentially little boutiques um that are all southern california based do you count uh viva navidad in part of a festival well viva navidad um because they get specialty food for their event but that's now encompassed into festival of the holidays it is part of festival of the holidays Mm -hmm. okay because it happens during the same time. Mm-hmm. Viva Navidad, I think, was like a little test where they had it. It felt like it was somewhat separate from the holiday stuff. But now I feel like they're very synonymous. And that honestly may have paved the way to having a bigger festival of the holidays. Because yeah. the response to Viva Navidad was amazing. Mm-hmm. Viva Navidad is one of my favorite things. It's in, uh, so great. And the food is always gardens. good. Yeah, and I like how they decorate that area. And Paradise Gardens gets a lot of love for these festivals. Yeah. They really do transform them. Like, now it's a really nice-looking beer garden. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just, they really go all out. And it's very, um, I don't know, it's very inviting to be back there. Um, which, I think at all times of the year, it's very inviting to be back there. But it really seems like they theme it so well. When Paradise Gardens is not doing Viva Navidad or Lunar New Year, whatever it might Mm -hmm. be, is it still Mediterranean food or is it all the time Mexican food? I think it's Mediterranean food like on the weekends. Mm. When if the park is busy, the likelihood, because I, I believe that Mediterranean menu showed back up before Food and Wine Festival Mm. uh, for like a weekend or two. Um. But no one that I know of has had any yet. Um, yeah. I, I want... They had really good chicken skewers. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So um, now the festival has uh, just copious amounts of um, 
offerings that really it's really impossible to not appeal to any like they are hitting all demographics they have a beer garden a festival marketplace um which is all the kiosk um a that line the main thoroughfare what i really like is that they will have um private cooking classes yeah with celebrity chefs or you will have like a celebrity chef in um some sort of educational capacity or this year what they're doing is you can dine with a disney chef which they're starting to like make their own name um for themselves uh and then you also have these demonstrations that you can walk up to i remember last year we went and watched a woman that had one her name is claudia i can't remember her last name she had one um master chef oh okay um and she was there with her cookbook and she was um demonstrating how to make fish and i listened to her go through everything and cutting vegetables and all this stuff and some stuff i actually like retained and now do with how i prep up food um but i love that you can just you're walking through to go to goofy's sky school and you're like oh let me go see what's happening here Mm -hmm. um and they set them up in all these areas where it's just like nice and inviting even though the sun is always at a horrible angle um for someone (laughs) um so yeah they have food and beverage seminars uh now they're really uh, bringing in the annual pass holders by having an ap corner and having um like specialty pins that you can get um some for years they did give away recipes which i thought was really awesome they say hurry hurry grab a button um (laughs) They, yeah, so they have like little giveaways or um, photo ops that they don't offer to the general public. It's just annual pass holders. Um, you can have dinner with Disney chefs, as I mentioned before. Um, chef demonstrations. Uh, they do have, um, I think it's called like Sweet Sundays or something, where they are dessert, dessert focused demonstrations, um, usually held at like the Napa Rose. And you can, mm. um, you'll go through making a dessert um, mixology. And they also have junior chefs, which are for um, their children-based um, cooking experiences. So from this first day, this first year where they offered just 12 different items on a menu and just a handful of very well-executed um, seminars and experiences, now they have over 15 kiosks and a very full schedule throughout the entire time and then they also have live performances live music um so it really brings in that festival feel and community with all the food and wine festival stuff um it's all great but i do have a couple of complaints i got it i I gotta put it there no way what's up (laughs) (laughs) you don't say (laughs) one there's too many festivals it's 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 almost throughout the whole year it seems like and it makes there's way more wine festivals festival. than Epcot. Well, um, that's true also, but food and wine lasts like eighteen months. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, but that's I think because, it's because they're don't, close don't, together, but, based off of. But what, what I'm saying is, it makes food and wine seem less fest less. It makes food and wine seem less special when it happens so often. I will say the food and wine starts. I'm sorry, we start festival of the holidays from fall starts in late fall to the winter and then it goes right into lunar new year so there's like a few weeks Mm -hmm. between those and then there's like two weeks between that and food and wine and food and wine is like a month 
a little over a month long. Mm. And, that'll and go then we summer don't have, heroes. And then or... we, yeah. But I will say that the rest of the year, there aren't just all those kiosks lining up. That's what areas. I was going to say. Summer of Heroes doesn't have the kiosks going down the pathway. But I feel then, like you know, they're there too long, though, with like, through winter, through spring, I guess. Well, I mean, but the, yeah. Um, well, yeah. I think, too, I'm sorry, but they're doing this because they're literally trying to entice people that don't want to or just try to keep people out of galaxy's edge so that's what's gonna happen um and then the the other complaint that i had that we've experienced is they uh sell out fast they do sell out of food fast um and i will one of the things that i think uh the last few years have been such a culinary delight and now I'm hearing, and I'm sure we'll get into it when you guys start reviewing your food, the quality of that food is going down. And it is a getting, feeding more of the masses than it is mm. putting the quality into the food. Well, the quality of the food in the entire park is going down, it seems like. Yeah. Well, and it's all about Instagrammable stuff. Right. So... Which we have definitely touched on before. Um, but to wrap this up, I mean, there isn't, there. unfortunately, there isn't that much documentation. Um, they have started to make it more, I'm going to say user-friendly, for lack of a better word, um, with um, the Sip and Savor um, pass, as well as um, now this year they introduced um, being able to purchase foods at any of the kiosks. One of the drawbacks I've heard is that they won't know if something the kiosk out. is out. Mm. Yeah, that you've purchased something from. It was something that I was intrigued by, but then we totally just forgot and just didn't utilize it. Yeah. Um, in fact, I feel like we wouldn't, strangely enough, maybe that's part of the appeal for us. I don't know. But, like, we would be like, oh, hey, next booth. And, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm a, I'm a checker outer. I'm a, I'm a cruiser, so I like yeah. to go and cruise by yeah. and see how see, things look, sure. what people have in their hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not, if I get to the first booth, I'm not going to buy out the rest of the yeah. booths. And it seems, yeah, it just seems like such a, like, I guess some people just operate that way, but I can't even think about anything except I guess for a month into there. the festival, and you're like, all right, I've, t- I've tried everything at this point. I'm going to go get this, 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 and this. And yeah. you're just not But I do think that's it. a big downfall. And while we didn't experience it a ton, I do get what you guys are saying, because sometimes they do run out of things. Mm-hmm. Obviously, later in the day, especially how busy things are. But mm-hmm. again, like, where's the planning? Or they'll, like run out of a key component yeah. of a, a thing That's which is very really bizarre. strange yeah yeah well yeah we have your margarita but we can't put anything on the rim or yeah, <laughs> yeah. whatever it's weird. Just sort of strange but yeah. i also and sorry you may touch on it but there's the two sip and saver passes well maybe not two there's one but you you can Am get I one without this? being an annual pass holder. Yes, and they didn't used to do that, correct? I think they did that the first year where there were two different ones. Okay. Mm. Um, and I thought it caused mass confusion, so now it's just <laughs> an annual pass holder thing. But if they've brought back two... They did bring one that's yeah. like non-discounted. Like, there are I think two. I think it's $6 more or something. Yeah. I mean, it's like anything. It's just like, why not just apply the AP discount versus... The point yeah. The point is just so you don't have to take your wallet out every time. I will say that one of the things... No, the but having the two. Because it does... It's like they are... It's like yeah. they sell it as there's this one and then there's this one. But in essence, they're the same thing. One's just 
discounted. The thing I like about the Sip and Saver is that I have, I've now spent this amount of money and I know that I'm guaranteed to get the, this many things. So I can budget for that money. I can budget accordingly. Um, where before what I was, so what I did when we went to Food and Wine Festival at uh, Epcot was I filled up a gift card. And I just went through and was like, swipe happy. And then I ran out of money and I was like, oh, just go to fill it up again. And when, you know, so I, I didn't have a budget, but it's nice to be able to set a budget because these things are so expensive now, um, where I think that the sip and saver is a really good way to, it makes you feel like your money, even if it's not going being spent more wisely is being spent wisely because you have more planful. Like, yeah, you're mm-hmm. planning for your. So once you've run out of these tabs, you you've already allotted for this amount of money, and you know that you're going to get this stuff. So I don't know. I, it just seems like a really good planning thing, and then you don't have to uh, fiddle with bringing your wallet out and anything like that, except to show your a- AP card. But yeah, so I just, I think it's a really good, um... You can also buy the Sip and Saver Pass at any of the kiosks now, which I don't know that they talked about much, but is like a, like, because that was the one thing in the past that I can recall. They would make it so that you would have to go into the middle, like right by the winery part, and you, that's where you had to buy it. You could also get it at the photo place. Yeah, that's what you had found, and I walked all the way to the middle part because yeah. that's where I just know to go. But even then, like each, you didn't, it, which is just genius. You just could literally buy it wherever you could buy it at a, because it's like, why did they ever make it that difficult? Yeah, <laughs> ever. Yeah, but they should have been selling them at the beginning at the like entrance, the or, little entrance of yeah. that area. Yeah. Um, that makes more sense, um, especially because that's a cart that's literally movable. Yeah, like it's not. Yeah whatever but yeah um that's all i have regarding the food and wine festival which i love with all my heart um i think it's really great um and why didn't you do it at the beginning why didn't oh in the first i was years. too poor oh i mean i was i was <laughs> it wasn't yeah. that you didn't want to do it but everything i mean i suppose it's easy to assume you can't do it because it costs money yes but i mean we paid a dollar yeah i had no <laughs> idea and they came out apologizing to us that they were like guys sorry we have to it's it's a dollar i also <laughs> had friends that didn't were not interested in doing that kind of yeah. stuff um so we I just definitely never the first did few it. years and then i don't know why we caved and finally did it and we had so much fun everyone just was like yeah. oh this is just another ploy it's another you know we're which spending is funny because so it wasn't Mm-mm. then i mean everything in essence is but it definitely like how you touched on how it felt more no essentially it was like a commercial yeah. you were sitting through for the winery and yeah. it was like here's our winery this is what we're about here's our grapes this is how we grow it and this is like oh and this is when we harvest the grapes this is how long they sit does anybody have any questions yes oh actually they take this long to ferment the disneyland guest culture has changed so much mm. in the past 15 years yeah we're really leaning into it, new experiences and um just expecting more from them 
mm. we're expect we're leaning into having more experiences and really just taking all of the entertainment and food that they will give us um you know which is nice because i think they're more apt to taking risks even though i mean that was a really big risk for those five years four years where a lot of people weren't going because you could i think the longest line was to get into like the beer garden because the beer garden only fit like 20 people yeah um where now you know it's a whole section of the park oh Um, and they did it up this time is that am i thinking of the right place or no where the beer garden yeah paradise in the back no no, oh no, but that, that winery oh. area now has that like hedge yes, with like yeah. the <clears throat> And it's yeah. like we can't what does that say? It says like at, <laughs> at But the seating, something. they put all that like lounge seating. You know, it definitely feels like you're that in, like, little Palm area Springs. looks so nice now. Mm-hmm. Um and I remember oh, last is it, is it one. At, at octails, co- cocktails, <laughs> cocktails. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a little confusing. You know what was so strange to me was that people wanted that photo op. Mm-hmm. I mean, why? Put something out, people will take a picture <laughs> of that. <laughs> that. Sonoma Terrace photo op? Plain shrub, I might do it. Oh, but. right, yeah. I don't know. I still love it. I remember, honestly, when I saw that, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the um, Langham, Langham Hotel. It's in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice hotel, luxury hotel. Um, when you walk in, I believe they have a courtyard. They have a courtyard, yes? Yes. Um, and there they have like this hedge that, so the courtyard, so you walk through the lobby and then you walk through the courtyard and then to get where we were going, you had to go through there to the other side. And um, it's like a Japanese garden slash enclosed courtyard. Um, and in the middle, so when you walk in, you can go left or you can go right. But in the middle, they have like those two hedge type things. And then um, when we went, they had a neon sign sign that said the Langham. And it had a flower um, a garland type of situation over it. I went ahead and I looked up like the location and also looked up their hashtag. Tons of people. I mean, this building is beautiful so many pictures in front of this hedge <laughs> like, it was crazy i mean the flower it was gorgeous and you know it's a pink neon sign that says langham but um that's what i thought this was when i first saw a picture pop up i was like oh these what is langham doing are they doing mm. like a thing and then it was like no california adventure and i'm like oh um so i don't know um it felt it's a simple hedge but it feels like Yes. Yeah. Like it's a, it's just slightly elevated and it's very appropriate to a cocktail mixology slash wine tasting situation. Yeah. Um, and that area, is it called like Sonoma Terrace uh-huh. or whatever? Um, it's just the, that refurb that they've done. I think so we've good. brought this up so many times now, but it's great. Yeah. I like, loved it when it was a little more secret, but. <laughs> yeah. Now everyone's there, but. But it when never it's feels crowded. Festival time. Yeah. yeah. When it's non festival time, no one is in there. No. Um, it's great. The best. But yeah, so David and Susie, I know you guys have experienced it this year. We have not yet. Um, we did. Do you guys want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, I think we went opening weekend or something, right? Or opening week? 
Yeah, inadvertently, I think. Well, no, it was like a week and a half in, oh, almost okay. two weeks. We went early. I mean, it was early. Yeah. It was early. Um, we went. Um, not so much specifically to do it. Uh, we knew we would want to, but we uh, were renewing our passes, and West's. We wanted West to have the same day pass, mm-hmm. so we went that day specifically, and we're like, oh. We should probably, because we may not go as often now. We downgraded our past, so we're like, we should probably try to do this. Yeah. <laughs> or else we're not going to do it. So, um, so yes, we tried, I would say, most of um, something at most of the booths. We probably skipped a couple, maybe three, two or three, that just well, didn't interest y- us. Yeah, especially because we ended up going through two sip and saver passes, mm. but... You know, we're getting two things at every booth. That's still not every booth. Yeah. So um, there were a couple booths where we were like, we'd like to try it, but we s- we'll skip it this time yeah. if we come back. Yeah. Um, so standout things, Parky. I had the jalapeno lime margarita, which I have every time they do it. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm like, Meh. it's just too pre-mixed. Yeah. I really just got to stop. Because I think I keep hoping that it's not going to be mm-hmm. and don't know why. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, that's what they do. One of the first places we went was the the garlic kissed booth, and uh, we got that garlic banh mi, uh, pork belly. How was that sandwich? Oh, it was so good. And mm. That was like one of the first things we got, um, and that was very good. And the other thing that we noticed was this was the first place we went when we got the mac and cheese. I'm gonna talk but about noticed, that. Oh, okay, <laughs> uh, go ahead. I was gonna mention the crumble on top. That's what I'm talking about. Got it. Okay. So in talking about like kind of the quality mm-hmm. of food or maybe lack thereof at this point, that's the one thing I feel like I could definitely like appre- like it's true. Like it's 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 all about the picture, and even then, it's kind of disappointing because it's not even that yeah. picture worthy. But I felt like almost literally everything had a crumble on it. And I didn't, it didn't make sense. And I didn't understand yeah. why every, like why every single thing. And it's thing, all like basically Cheetos. Well, <laughs> well that's what they did just, for the holidays too. But they, yeah. And that's for, what I'm saying. Like, wow. Like what your is stuffing the... was crumble stuffing. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe because it's easier to get those flavors in I mean, and the flavors sometimes don't come through. Yeah, I don't know, because then you just have, like, a box of some sort of crushed up something that is then getting stale, because right? it's just sitting out. Yeah. But look at that Bon Me sandwich. That was good. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Very. Um, How was it? It, looks, it was delicious. Yeah, the Bon Me was great. We but then did. The mac and I had the Impossible Burger uh, for the first time. Do you guys know about this and Impossible? Did, I didn't like it. Yeah, I've heard some people talking about the it. The Petite Impossible Burger with guac and pepper jack cheese at the Avocado Time booth. I only mention it mainly because I'd never had this Impossible Burger. How was that? Um, it was okay. It was really fat, <laughs> like yeah, well, thick. Oh, here mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, like ridiculously. Thick That's upsetting. Yeah. It's like a crusty burger. I did think um, it was crappy. Yeah, I did think it was very good though because when we went to Ballast Point, I got the Impossible Burger straight up, and Sorry. she got a regular burger. And while I liked the Impossible Burger, when I tasted the regular burger, like immediately afterwards, I was like, "Oh, the Impossible Burger is not that good." Well, I don't think you can <laughs> ever. I don't think you should ever do that. But That's probably why with the pepper jack cheese and the pepper seasoning that they had on the burger itself, with no burger to compare it to, I thought it was really good. Nice. Yeah. I will say. Um, oh, so I guess PETA. Um, <laughs> they. Uh, 
said that Disney Parks, or maybe just Disneyland, is the most vegan-friendly um, mm-hmm. theme park, which is very nice and very inclusive. Um, but ah. this, uh, this Impossible Burger, um, which could potentially be a vegan friendly is automatically made not vegan friendly by that piece of cheese on top that's true that was very Mm. funny um something that i remember being really good was this shrimp boil taco with andouille sausage and fresh corn delish that was amazing didn't have a crumble on it um and then the last thing i think i'll like i guess talk about you can um i don't know if you want this uh that peppers caliente booth now they had, uh, we had both things, f- <laughs> food offerings. Um, one was a sustainable salmon Peruvian poke with cucumber lime salad and ahi verde, 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 verde. <sighs> less rolling, just a verde, verde. <laughs> <laughs> um, salsa and a ghost pepper mac and cheese with chili cheese corn chip dust. Dust. So I understand what this is about. I don't know. Cut but to I Robert screaming the stuffing need it on everything. Yeah. And that's what kills me. Anyway, um both so this salmon um, poke was good. It was spicy but good. This goes pepper mac and cheese. We almost couldn't get through. Really? It, now well, it's ghost some, pepper. Yes, some people might. But here's the thing. I don't have problem with heat. Yeah. You know, David, I'm not going to say that I can, like, I'll never necessarily, like, pick something to try to burn my, like, taste buds off. But, man, I think it was a batch. I think it's a batch by batch thing. It's obviously just a a taste thing um, as well. Mm -hmm. But, um, because I've read a bunch of other people talking about it. And, of course, everyone decides they want to sit there and, like, argue about whether it's actually hot or not. I'm just like... It's just so subjective. Yeah, of but cheese Louise, that thing was so spicy. Mm-hmm. We barely got through it. We were using mm-hmm. the salmon poke to try to cool, to cool which is spicy, yeah. to try to cool our mouths off from this ghost pepper mac and cheese. Did yeah. Wesley try it? No, no, I joked I about do that. Yeah, with him. But that would not have been kind. No, it was just not cool. It was, oh, wow. like, disturbingly hot. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I don't know if it was just the batch. Yeah. Because it might just be that. Well, I know also when things sit for longer, they do get spicier. Oh. Mm. Hmm. Why is that, do you think? I'm sure oils release. I mean, I may be completely wrong. <laughs> I'm not a spiceologist, mm. but, you know. Can we get one of those on the show? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just have ghost peppers and, tell, and like touch their eyes. What did I see? I saw a Trader Joe's. I saw like a ghost pepper chip or something. And I just kept walking. No, there's just no, <laughs> no fun in this. Yeah, no. Anyway, we probably mistakenly ordered it to begin with, but I'm a sucker for almost anything mac and cheese. Same. And again, I like spice. Mm. I prefer macaroni and cheese. Ha ha ha. Yeah. I mean, I guess so some guy named Mac. When I think of oh, and then that street style taco was pretty good too. Yeah, that was at the LA style. That was really good. But I mean, yeah, I Tasted guess like really, literally anything that didn't have a crumble on it, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was okay with. Oh, we had a really good dessert. That chocolate thing. Yeah, well, I was going to talk about that. That's that. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. 
Um, and then there was like a strawberry shake thing, and I'm not a big fan of those things, but it was pretty good. Oh, nice. Well, so the first place we went after the ghost pepper mac and cheese mm-hmm. was to get the strawberry float. Nice. Um, and it was very good. Strawberry float with vanilla ice cream, whipped cream, and crunchy cereal garnish. It was Captain Crunch. Crunchy cereal um, garnish. It had to have something crunchy on it. I think it did. It's a textural thing because I believe. But this is it. But this, so I feel like yummy. this makes sense. I would 100% sense. drink that. Yeah. Um, isn't like, uh, is it like a thing, a culinary thing where you should have at least, I think, two to three different textures mm. in your food to make it? Because if you just have a mushy food, yeah all the way through um people grow very bored and tired mm-hmm. and it sometimes becomes unappealing then why are mashed potatoes so good all the time well but you also pair that with something else that's yep. true i mean and i get it again it comes from a like yeah, yeah, get yeah. it out because i'm like couldn't you put like a cute like a cucumber it's all this like crunch it's mm-hmm. like they literally took a bag of breadcrumbs and just, just put, put a put couple different top. spices mm-hmm. on it it's for whatever the you know meal was or the yeah. dish was and then sent it out it's just so like unappealing yeah yeah at least to me so the and the dessert was the golden dreams booth which I, I was like, Golden Dreams, where is this? Where is this? And it was by Little Mermaid. So I was it, like, oh, like Golden Dreams the Theater. Where Little Mermaid is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was a chocolate peanut caramel parfait. It tasted like you were eating a, like an ice cream Snickers bar. Nice. It was so good. I've heard nothing but good things about this thing. Everyone keeps t- saying that this is oh, one of good. the bigger Oh, yeah. We hadn't heard toys. about it, but I was like, it yeah. tasted like Snickers? Thing. Yeah. Were you satisfied? I was. Um. Yeah, there's that. Oh, did you guys encounter the Frushi at all? Um, we saw it. We didn't go to that booth, I don't think, even at all. So I've had a conversation with several people about Frushi. We're not fans. We might lose some <laughs> followers with this. Frushi has never been good. I don't care what coast you're I, on. Yeah. It's never good. I've heard from someone deep in the bowels of that Disney park that Frushi is only good when you when it is freshly made. Uh, but we will never get freshly made frushi because it is made and then it is refrigerated. And it is always dry and the fruit gets a little mushy and it's just not good. And I don't care what anyone says. And if someone says frushi is good, I automatically do not trust what they have to say. <laughs> now, what do you trust? What, don't add her. Do you trust someone don't more that likes frushi or likes cake pops? I would take the person who likes cake pops because I'm not a fan of them, but I have no interest in this other thing you guys are even talking about. <laughs> I might trust someone. <sighs> it's really hard. I, I can't cake decide. Pop. I want to say, but cake pops are horrible. They really are. They're I don't think Wes even disgusting. liked it. I got it for him one day thinking he would love it. I don't think I've had one. It's not good. They're You're not, not good. Out. It's cake and it's the frosting to cake ratio is there's more frosting over the cake than there yeah it also it tastes like cake dough it's like they didn't bake it like it's undercooked because it's so there's so much frosting or they'll put chocolate in it so that it holds a shape and then they dip it in white chocolate or they'll dip it in chocolate and i'm just like there's there's no joy here i don't like frosting period i know you don't there were some either. non-alcoholic beverages. I will say that for the most part, the alcoholic offerings were just not. Plus, I probably learned my lesson every time I try this, like margarita that they want to serve yeah. me. But um, 
but the there beers were, f- were yeah. the beers were fine but there were a few non-alcoholic but it just again it gets so expensive like there's a yeah. watermelon light lemonade limeade i might have that if we go back again just yeah. for like because it's a little warmer it's refreshing but if you you know get one of those non-alcoholic drinks at every booth so they did not bring back the violet lemonade no mm-hmm. why <laughs> that was i know such a delight i feel like they had something and i was like oh that must be what's replacing the lavender lemonade or whatever mm-hmm. um but no that was one of the favorites it was such a delight it was so good like keep your frushi bring me this lemonade but it's like you said right whatever <sighs> i mean frushi is very very instagrammable it is so cute well and that so here's my thing that's the hard part is like i'm just so torn because like i get it i'm guilty of it mm-hmm. but geez louise i don't want to compromise on the no. Actual. Especially if I'm spending upwards of $6 on essentially three bites of food. Um, I would like those three bites of food to be very delicious. Oh, my God. There was something at that uh, Sonoma Wine Terrace, too. They had, like, a mim- mim- mimosa flight of sorts. And there was one that had, I don't know if it was, like, a sparkling rosé. or I don't know. I was thinking about getting it. But they put a thing of cotton candy in it. And I was like. Yeah, I did see yeah, that in someone's photo. And they were like on candy. And I was like, oh, you're the reason why this, this yeah. works yeah. out for people. There was also a brie offering over there. It was a little too full to have it, but it looked delicious. So it did. It brie. was like a brie infused or like with a, with like injected with uh, berries. Ooh. Some sort. Yeah, I took a picture of it. Let me pull it up. Yeah. So we're going to have to make it a list and go. delightful. <laughs> oh, we also had the lemon macaron, which was good. The lemon macaron is such a solid. I'm really glad that it was back. Oh, did they have the Moscow mule there? Mm-hmm. Mm, I think that so. That's really good. <gasps> that looks delightful. I like the little... Not part of the Sip and Savor Pass, Bart- though. Oh. But you can go over there and have the it. The cheese though. never is. <laughs> well, like, it's it's weird because it's also the um, the Sonoma Terrace is in the book. It's, the like, one of the last pages. But there's no place to, like, stomp the stomp the thing. Stamp? Uh-huh. Yeah, stamp the thing. <laughs> stomp the stamp. Yeah. I think that's it. Uh, Yeah. That's it. Well, it all sounded delicious. So, <laughs> if you for the stuff that you liked, I had the opportunity to go back. I mean, would you recommend? Do you recommend the Food and Wine Festival? I guess is my question. Yeah, I do. I would. I mean, I still yeah. will partake. I may start to be a little more selective. Yeah, I think we do it differently than we would have. I mean, even when the first year that they brought it back, we signed up for a tequila tasting. We mm-hmm. did like all the stuff. All we do now are the booths. Like, yeah, we do it like yeah. it's Epcot. Like, I think I might, not this year, because this year is away from me, but I think I would like to do one of the demonstrations and maybe do one of the dessert ones. Mm. Yeah, no, um, I and think. And go do that. Yeah, I think they would be still be really, I think that's where the specialty might still exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's expensive and it's harder to get yeah. them um, because you're competing. I feel like it just wasn't a thing before. Yeah. No. Um. And I think they and, have an opportunity to open up the two stages, stage 12 and stage 27, yeah. to have some indoor cool things, like a festival marketplace or but show I place. Think or, this is sort of what she was t- you know, touching on when she said, like, it's a different... Yeah. And it's hard because I feel like I'm this in-between that just doesn't get catered to at times because I can appreciate, like, change and, like, 
experimenting and all this stuff but then at the same time i miss so much of the actual like quality of of things um even the um i heard about this junior chef thing that you talked about Mm -hmm. and wes is actually like of age to do it so Mm -hmm. i was like oh maybe we'll we'll try to do that and he napped so it didn't work out but we did go watch the show just to see if you know what it was like but it just felt entirely too long Mm. and you know really all it is is a bunch of kids um up there making like cookies at each station and like goofy comes out and like helps um and they get a cookie at the end that they had that at um disneyland Mm. at uh so where the jolly holiday is now it used to be something else what was it called and then it was before it was the ap center yeah it was something else. i've forgotten what it was um was it there or it may have been at the plaza but i feel like it was there um, they had a cookie camp, I'm going to call it. I don't know what it's officially called. But you could go there and you would um, bake cookies. Um, and they gave you a little hat and they did a thing and Goofy would come out and you guys did a thing. And, and you, you put would get all the cookie. ingredients and yeah. then you put it in a magic stove or mm-hmm. magic oven. Yeah. yeah, that's the show. That's, that's literally the California show. Adventure. Yeah. It just felt a little too long. Mm-hmm. Like I was like imagining Wes up there though for the whole time. Yeah, he'd be ready to go. Like, <laughs> and maybe the cutoff date or cutoff age should just be higher. Again, it's no one's taking it seriously, so maybe there's just that. But in my mind, it was just like, oh, I thought this would be a little different. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he didn't love the chef's hat. Mm-hmm. We did do the AP like corner thing, which is in the blue sky cellar. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Gave you a pin. Mm-hmm. It's a cute photo op. They had like light, like big, oversized forks and spoons. Oh, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. I mean, the ears are cute, but I didn't buy them. The one with the plastic Fork. cutlery yeah, on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of wish you could take that cutlery off. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I get where you guys are going with this, but they I don't went love too it. Far. Yeah, I don't love it. Um, I think that's it. You're just imagining Bob Barker right now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say we still enjoy. Maybe it's just like the thrill of the chase. I yeah. don't know. You just hope something's gonna be really good, and I can't. I just. I think for me, I'm just gonna start to be a little more selective. And we were even this year. Like we very much were like, Meh. we're just gonna skip that because things sound appealing, but. That's how I was during Festival of the Holiday. Um, I just went and bought the Sip and Saver, and I was like, I don't know. Eventually, I think I might have used my last two tabs on something I had previously, because I wasn't super taken by a lot of stuff. Um, So I have a feeling in quickly reviewing this year's offerings for food and wine that I will be of the same. Yeah. So It's cheaper that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I probably still got the sip and saver. Just so I'm like, yeah. this is it. Yeah, I do think that's mm-hmm. still a good like value, if you will. Yeah. Because then you can chase the expensive things and know you came out ahead. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm sure they've taken into account they're still coming out ahead. But... Well, they're like, no cheese for you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But yeah. But overall, I think you know, we still had a good time. Wes yeah. likes to partake in some of the food offerings now. And yeah. And it wasn't very crowded. Like, I feel like we got in right before, like, the spring break crowds started. Nice. So that was good. That was it. Well, very nice. Uh, We learned all about the Food and Wine Festival and uh, the history of festivals at, uh, food festivals, that is, at 
Disney California Adventure. Uh, is there anything else that we want to add before we wrap this one up? No, I just want to. Uh, I wanted to ask people if they had photos from those first four years. We'd love to see them, and you yeah, should leave them really in great. some comments below. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It'd be nice if they did a uh, a Halloween food festival back in those days where everything is candy corn. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> they but did have candy corn acres. Remember? Yeah. They exactly. Do. But, I mean, look at that. During Halloween, they have all those Halloween offerings. This year, they had that map that came out this past year. Um, And, you know, they did have, like, that candy corn macaron full of candy corn and whatever else, you know. I love candy corn. And they had something for everyone. And that's something that I really appreciate about these festivals is um, they have these offerings that they don't have all year long. Uh, they have offerings in small bites for foods that you may not actively seek out, but you're like, I'm at Disneyland. Sure, I'll try this. Yeah, yeah and that's and re- that's really the beauty of the one at Epcot because you're trying things from all over the world. Um, and maybe that's what we're missing here. Maybe it sh- I mean, I guess it sort of does touch on some like, so we didn't talk about it quickly. I'll, I'll kind of squeeze it in, I guess, at this point. But there was like a, destru- a deconstructed chicken musubi oh, yeah. <laughs> offering. And like, again, I'm just a purist at this point, And I'm just like, either do it or don't. Yeah. I get it. Spam pe- weirds people out. But like, it, it just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. otherwise. Just don't do it. Yeah. But um, maybe that's just what it is. It should be more worldly. Versus, I mean, but Cal- California, California, California Adventure is already but almost can, not about California. It might as well. I mean, well, who knows yeah, what but the <laughs> in essence, it. It, 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 I mean, really, when we've touched, I feel like we've touched on this before. It is almost like our Epcot, and I get it. Like, it should be. None of this stuff belongs in Disneyland, but how do we make it more, again, cultural, I guess? Because that is one of the things that I, I mean, again. Well, you're bringing the world showcase. Well, but I mean, it has so many different offerings. It has Latin American food. It has um, it has different parts of Asia food. I mean, it may not be like Russian Asian, but um, you know, there's everything. And during Festival of the Holidays, they expanded even more um, to echo what you're saying, um, Susie. It just they need to commit more to the cultural. Mm-hmm. Um, authenticity of it sure um make it more just make it more authentical just do it um and there is a way to elevate but deconstructing something is not a way to elevate food yeah (laughs) i'm sorry it's really not yeah um it's you know how you can elevate it uh just add another patty on there that's what you do oh my god (laughs) second thing of spam on it put it on a small platform yeah. yeah, yeah, just hold it up. <laughs> Lion King that the whole way through. <laughs> oh, that's really elevated. You make it three feet long. <laughs> this is not long a dog. Long or high? <laughs> Both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just, you know, um, make it more authentic and uh, use ingredients that are commonly found in California. Um, like spam. Like Alice Waters it. Are you guys familiar familiar with Alice Waters? Um, she was a leading pioneer in the um, if you think of California cuisine, 
because California does have its own cuisine. Um, she was one of those people who was the leading forefront. She has a um, a restaurant, several restaurants, I believe, up north. Mm. Um, she's amazing. Um, and she really showcases what can be grown locally. Um, the local artists who... Um, make wines and olive oils and whatever else um, that really showcase um, what we're able to do in California. Yeah. Might as well do the same thing with yeah. um, the, this um, and bringing in the sponsorship from the bringing in more of the sponsorship for local yeah. um, places and really just go balls to the wall with like making it California centric, but with the people that live here. Yeah. Well, that's how it felt. That's how it felt before was that I I don't remember the booths so much, but it, everything felt like a local California winery Mm -hmm. had representatives come down here and do that thing. So have, uh, every winery has a, almost every winery has a restaurant attached, have their chef train the Disney staff and dedicate that each booth rather than a theme like whatever they are like this one's the bushel of berries booth and this is the almond breeze booth like just make it this is this winery's booth this is this winery's booth and then the wine that you serve there is from that winery Mm -hmm. and the food that is there is from the that they grow on their property or something like that and that's way more interesting than themed foods i agree yeah yeah i mean yeah i would agree as well yeah, yeah. And it's only here for a month and a half. Like, you don't have to please everybody, every Joe Schmo that wants to no, come in and no. have a but peanut butter and jelly that. deconstructed peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> but I like, guess that's the thing, right? So if it's not going to make the money and if it's going to yeah. cost them more money or, you know, too much effort. And that again, that's where the like... They can only take so much of a chance, I suppose. Yeah. Right. Um, but who knows? Maybe someone from Disney will listen to what we have to say and just be like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I highly doubt that. But, you know, you never know. Um, but, yeah. Well, should we wrap this up? Uh, David, where can uh, we be found? You can find us on the internet at Remain Seated Pulse on Twitter, Remain Seated Please on Facebook and Instagram, and please also be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, like Daniel Rodrigue 713 on iTunes uh, said, as a lifelong Disneyland fan, this podcast is the first time I've heard others talk in detail about the nuances and details that make Disneyland such a special and personal experience. Whenever I'm missing the parks, this show gives me the fix I need until my next visit. Keep the shows coming. Oh, well, That's thank so you. Nice. Here we are with season three, just for you and the other listeners. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and also, I don't want to forget where we could find Anthea and Susie. Uh, you can find me at Magically Delicious in all the places. Um, I am still at a little sprinkle of Disney on Instagram, although I've been absent for a while, but I do plan on. Is this important? Season three of season little... <laughs> season three of a little sprinkle of Disney coming soon. Um, yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, so, with that, I'm David. I'm Robert. <laughs> I'm Anthea. I'm Susie. Bye bye. 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 There. That wasn't so bad, was it? 
I'll see you all a little later. You may not survive to pass this way again. Time to be moving along. Hurry back. And barrel around to see us again. By the way, not to interrupt, but you look like a really sexy <laughs> Bob Barker right now. <laughs> leathery puppet but you're, you're holding the microphone like that like, i thought he was gonna say like a sexy yeah, reporter like, or like a hacker because you've got like a headphones on in your hoodie like <laughs> who's that sexy bob barker back there i'm gonna make her a stop <laughs> spay and neuter your back <laughs>